Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty. How do you like that? As our guide, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We also believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, our website, libertyroundtable.com. That's for the show, two hours a day, six days a week. On the Sabbath, we rest. And then the uh, nationally syndicated radio network that syndicates not only Liberty Roundtable Live, but shows around the clock on the radio, as well as podcasts and archives and live and on demand. Liberty is always center stage. Lovingliberty.net. So Liberty is always center stage for the broadcasts around the clock. That is the focus. Lovingliberty.net. We have iPhone apps and Android apps you can download. Listen to live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. You can click on the live stream. You can click on any show you want to and listen to the podcast. In other words, listen anytime, start fresh, skip around to your heart's content. That is the podcast world that we live in, and we make the broadcasts readily available at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, would you please, and donate liberally while you're there as well, because all the radio offerings are absolutely free. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We started out talking to the good sheriff, Richard Mack. He's the founder and president of the CSPOA. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And uh, his goal is to create a relationship between the people and local law enforcement, especially the sheriffs. And the goal is to say, hey, you know what? People who are not in law enforcement, please stand with your sheriffs. CSPOA.org to learn more. And Sam Bushman and Richard Mack discussed in detail Ammon Bundy's case and what are we the people to do. Yeah, we talked about that most of the hour, the fact that Ammon Bundy got arrested last August in Idaho for attending the legislative sessions at the Capitol building. They claim he wasn't allowed to be there. He trespassed. He didn't wear a mask. But they didn't get him on the mask laws because you know it's not a law to wear a mask. Yeah, governor edicts are not laws, ladies and gentlemen. That's the wrong branch of government. You understand that, right? They know that it's not law, but they're trying to create these nebulous situations where, oh, the pandemic or, oh, the emergency justifies it. Well, the governor, Mr. Little, Brad Little of Idaho, literally created this emergency, extreme emergency, got to wear a mask scenario, Really, only because he was working with the Trump administration to bring down the cash, to bring home the bacon. And he literally got millions and millions of dollars for doing so without really evidence or justification whatsoever. Let's be clear about that. So Ammon Bundy was going to the state legislative body in Idaho watching the proceedings, doing his very best to influence folks to start to call a halt to the con game, to look into the details, etc. Well, they didn't like Ammon being there, so they arrested him, said that he was trespassing. 
As Ammon Bundy has fought the cases going forward, strange things have emerged. They've dropped several cases, admitting they don't have a case, they can't move forward, they're all compromised. Uh, Ammon Bundy has, in the phases of discovery, found out about, you know, people giving orders to people to do certain things that there's no authority to do, eventually forcing them to admit that they think that they own, these bureaucrats think they own the state capital of Idaho, uh, and more. And as the government gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar abusing citizens, they try to cover it up. That's where we are now. So Evan Bundy released uh, a case to dismiss in the court of public opinion. It was so uh, vital, so detailed, and it's only going to get worse if they continue the discovery phase as Ammon pushes for more evidence. That's the problem. It's really hard to get evidence on these people. But as Ammon pushes for more evidence, more comes out. They don't want that. So now they've basically had the judge order that they go to mediation. But if there's trespassing, it's criminal. And if Ammon Bundy's committed a criminal act, why would he ever go to mediation? Why would they ever manipulate to try to cop a plea that way? Okay? So Ammon Bundy's saying, well, why would I do this? That's where it stands. Time will tell. Does the judge have authority to order Ammon Bundy to mediation on a criminal matter? That's something that needs to be discovered. What would be their plea? Or what would be their uh, offer? For Ammon to admit guilt of any kind, Ammon simply will not do it. He says, I'm not guilty of anything. I did not trespass. I'm not doing that. So the debate rages on. Not only does the judge have the authority to push for or force by court mediation, I thought that you had a right to defend yourself vigorously, and I thought you were innocent until proven guilty, and even the offer to go to mediation accepted kind of hints why are we discussing that if I didn't commit any criminal act. So the first question is, did Ammon Bundy trespass, and can you prove it? And how do you let other people stay there, and they didn't trespass, but Ammon did? How do you force clear the whole thing and the public can't attend or Ammon can't attend? See, they're on very strange, uncovered ground here. And Ammon Bundy's not the kind of guy to let them off easy. Ammon Bundy's going to stand up and see what happens. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, great discussion yesterday with a good Sheriff Richard Mack. We finished on this while they're abusing Ammon Bundy, putting Ammon Bundy in jail over and over and over and over every time he gets to go free because there's no charges against him. They drop them all because we know government's criminal and acting in bad faith. I mentioned that if they continue this, they're going to create a crisis in America, folks, because we're going to lose trust in all systems. Congress, executive, I should say legislative, executive, and judicial. But while they abuse us as the American citizens and try to take away our guns and abuse our rights at every turn, looks like the illegal immigration crisis, not only is it not bad enough, or if it's not bad enough already, I guess homeless Americans have been booted out of temporary shelters to make room for illegals, many of them who have COVID-19. So they can come into America, kick out a person that's homeless in America. Of course, you just cancel everybody's jobs due to the COVID. Then everybody goes to shelters. Then you kick out the citizens and you replace them with illegals. And anyway, I made the point that government is getting so criminal, it's hard to even keep up with it, folks. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. For hour two, we talked about Joe Biden's $2 trillion Dollar spending plan. It's billed as an infrastructure bill. The problem is it spends less than half of the money on infrastructure. Again, these people are becoming so criminal with our money, so criminal with their intent, uh, that it's hard to do it, even know how to cope, even know how to deal with these people. While they spend $2 trillion of taxpayers' money, some of it on buying and selling baby body parts and committing abortions, <laughs> now they're going to go ahead and pass a $2 trillion spending bill, and less than half of it's going to be on 
infrastructure like they promised? I mean, it's beyond imagination. The Biden administration, by the way, is contemplating a series of tax hikes on high-income earners and corporations that could potentially yield more than $2 trillion in government revenue over the next decade, according to Bloomberg. Can you imagine that? $2 trillion fleecing the wealthy. What that'll mean is the wealthy are just not going to be giving you as many jobs if they don't have as much money. Remember that people don't pay taxes, folks. I'm sorry, companies don't pay taxes, folks. People pay taxes. Okay? Whenever a business pays a tax, all they do is pass that tax, that line item, <laughs> into their service and product. It just means everything costs more money. Don't be deceived. Don't wish for taxes for the other guy. But if you decide that you don't like the increased taxes if you're wealthy or if you're a corporation in America after the Biden administration raises taxes, well, now the Biden administration is calling for a, quote, world wide tax hike so u.s companies don't leave after his corporate tax increase in fact he has had treasury secretary janet yellen call for a global minimum corporate tax rate literally going to the g20 nations and pushing for increased taxes on the whole world they say that'll stop the race to the bottom now what it will really do is push for global government what it will really do is fleece the people and give government more money to abuse the rest of us. That's what it will do. Anyway, we thought we'd bring that to your attention about Joe Biden's plan to raise taxes, not only on the U.S. citizenry, not only on corporations, but, ladies and gentlemen, not only that, but literally to raise taxes on the whole world. Can you imagine such an idea? All right, back to the border, because, again, these issues just seem to wind together in such a, an abusive way. Laura Logan, well-known journalist, etc., went on the Glenn Beck radio program, theblaze.com. Biden's border crisis is enabling the most powerful criminal organizations on the earth. Yeah, the violence of the cartels is not like anything anyone has ever seen before. They are hardcore. Yeah, she's a war correspondent for CBS News and been so for some time. She told Glenn Beck that these cartels are absolutely out of control. Their violence is just, it's not an overstatement to call these things, these criminal cartels, the most violent on the face of the earth. It's not a stretch to say that, she says. Wow, just amazing. And Joe Biden's literally letting the border leak like a sieve and letting these criminal cartels have their way with America. So much so that you replace homeless Americans with illegal aliens. Where do you go if you're kicked out of a homeless shelter, folks? Senator Mitt Romney, believe it or not, whacked out as all get out, calling for a non-traditional boycott of Beijing over the Olympics. China warns Washington not to boycott the Winter Olympics in Beijing next year. All I can tell you is this. The last thing we need to do is try to punch the bully. Okay, we have no business trying to war with China right now. Over the weekend, cybersecurity experts revealed that about half of a billion Facebook users and their information were breached. A tro treasure trove of information was breached. Full names, birth dates, phone numbers, locations. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman. That was a recap of yesterday's broadcast, talking to Richard Mack about Emma Bundy's case, talking about the criminal activity on the border by not only the illegals, the cartels, but by really Joe Biden himself as he participates in enabling these cartels. It's a sad tale to tell, but they're some of the most abusive, violent people on the planet, according to journalists and experts. There you have that. Thought I'd bring that to your attention. Uh, without further ado, Brian Rust, Rust Quinn and Gift, RustQuinnandGift.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. All right, we'll try to get Brian back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not able to hear Brian. Uh, but in the meantime, there's so much to discuss. It's amazing. Let me tell you about a case here that of interest, to say the least. I guess a federal court authorized the IRS to gather information about cryptocurrency users who would be violating tax laws the U.S. Depart Justice Department announced. Let me say this again. A federal court just authorized the IRS to gather information about cryptocurrency users who may be violating tax laws the U.S. Department U.S. Justice Department just announced. A district of Massachusetts federal court authorized the IRS's what they call use of a John Doe summons on a company. It's Boston-based Circle Internet Financial, Inc. That's a global, quote, crypto finance company that facilitates peer-to-peer -peer payments of traditional fiat currencies. 
So you got the government literally attacking this company, and it's a disaster. We're going to talk about it with Brian Rust. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. All right. This district of Massachusetts court authorized the IRS's use of a John Doe summons. Do you know what a John Doe summons is, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this is just crazy court stuff and the words that they always manipulate. A John Doe summons means we don't know who you are, but we're the government, don't you know? And we don't have to know who you are to literally summons you. We're going to go ahead and find out who's who in this thing by force and by discovery. If we, the people, had a John Doe summons capabilities, we could get to the bottom of the criminal activity in the swamp in about five seconds. Nevertheless, Circle Internet Financial Incorporated, a global crypto finance company that deals in traditional fiat currencies, exchange rates, etc., with um, cryptocurrencies, they're being forced to submit to what it's called a John Doe summons. That enables the IRS to gather information about a group of, quote, unidentified taxpayers who could be possibly violating tax laws. Under the summons, Circle must give the names of the Americans whom the IRS believes have not accurately reported and or paid their taxes. The IRS is specifically seeking information about U.S. taxpayers who conducted at least $20,000 in cryptocurrency transactions between 2016 and 2020. So it sounds like a lot of money at first. You go, hey, I didn't conduct $20,000. You know what? But over a four-year period of time, you're only talking about five or $6,000. Now, usually if it's under $10,000, you don't have to report on things. But now they're lowering that number in this, in my opinion, dragnet of abuse by your out-of-control belligerent unconstitutional arms in government, folks. All right, they say those who transact with cryptocurrencies must meet their taxpayer obligations like any other taxpayer, don't you know? Acting Assistant Attorney General David A. Hubbard of the Justice Department and his tax division said, hey, you've got to pay your taxes, folks. The Department of Justice will continue to work with the IRS to ensure that cryptocurrency users are paying their fair share of taxes. Now, a lot of Americans back in 2008 had unidentified Swiss bank accounts, and the IRS got wind of it, didn't like it, so the IRS used this John Doe summons to get at those Swiss bank accounts and find out who was doing what, right? Yeah, the IRS collected over $11.1 billion, folks, in cryptocurrencies. So even if you have a Swiss bank account back in the day, 2008, they'll hunt you down. They'll use a John Doe summons. They'll find you. They'll find your money overseas in cooperating global bank accounts, and they will basically assess your fines and, you know what, billions of dollars. Whether it's Swiss bank accounts or cryptocurrencies, the IRS is coming after you. 
Don't you dare think you can hide. Now, I know a lot of people are like, wait a minute, Sam, hold on. Cryptocurrencies are different, buddy. They're awesome. In the crypto world, you see, you can have a blockchain which guarantees we can see the transactions and it can't be broken or manipulated at all. Once it's set in stone, it's public and can't be manipulated. And uh, not only that, the government can't see who submitted uh, the information to the blockchain, Sam. So not only is it transparent as all get out, but it's protected as could be. And well, I submit to you, and I've said this from the start, ladies and gentlemen, don't dip your toe in the crypto. And people would laugh at me and they'd be like, oh, Sam, you just don't understand the technological details behind this thing. You just don't get the technology, do you, Sam? If you did, you would understand that it's completely transparent, but at the same time, completely secretive. It completely protects you, but there's no way that the transactions can get manipulated or off track and well, they've lied to you, ladies and gentlemen. They've sold you the big lie. First off to you cryptocurrency buffs, I challenge you. Who created the first cryptocurrency, at least that the world dealt with? That is Bitcoin, right? You'd say, no, Sam, that's not the first cryptocurrency. By God, they were doing blockchain and other technologies before the cryptocurrency came. Uh-huh. Yeah, but not that the masses dealt with, right? Kind of like I say, hey, the Internet came out in the early 90s. And people will be like, oh, no, Sam, it came out in the late 60s and early 70s. I know to the military, they worked on the perfection plan to monitor everything we do for 30 plus years before you and I, the masses got to use it. I get all that. But for the most part, the Internet came out in the 90s for the average Joe. Most folks didn't have an email address before the 90s. Okay, most people didn't know what the Internet was before the 90s. The Internet of all things was not here. Okay, so I get that the technologies and the pieces of the pie, ARPANET and all this other garbage came out way earlier. I understand that. Some of that came out even before I was born in 1967. I understand completely. They had punch card Internet and punch card, you know, capabilities and, you know, before we ever came along. Okay, I, I go there, folks. But look, for all intents and purposes, the Internet was the kickoff in the early 90s, right? <clears throat> for the masses same thing's true with the cryptocurrencies i know there was dabblings in it before but you know what cryptocurrencies everybody said it's it's awesome sam it's a perfect blend of transparency and secrecy it is the perfect i mean it's better than gold and silver sam and i went you guys are off your rocker you know what cryptocurrencies are nothing more than a digital version of a fiat currency yes there's some strengths and some weaknesses there's some differences in its application and in its reality than other cryptocurrencies i get it but I'm telling you that if you believe that you have complete anonymity, but yet complete guarantee and control of your transactions, you were talking about two sides of a coin that absolutely 100% conflict. Transparency and accountability and secrecy are opposites, and they always will be. And that is the, what, Achilles heel, if you will, of the Internet, so to speak. You cannot have complete anonymity but guarantee stability and safety and security. You cannot have those things. Anyway, and so I've told people forever, don't dip your toe in the crypto because I'm convinced that it doesn't work, that it's not what you think it is. Now, is it bad to transact in cryptocurrencies? Not really. It's no different than any other fiat money. It's not bad or evil or wrong. But if you think you're going to have this anonymity, and if you think you're going to have this guarantee, you've just been deceived Okay, the fact is government can hunt you down. I told you this from the start. Your transactions are not secret. They can and will get them. You say, well, wait a minute, Sam. How can they? Well, you say, well, Sam, look, this isn't, there's no central point. There's no 
central spot where all this is happening. And, and that's the lie, too. Okay? I get that it's on the Internet, and I get that you can be behind firewalls, and I get that you can encrypt your connection, and I get that you can go into a, uh, what do they call those browsers, a cognito browser. And, you know, I get that you can do a lot of things that help increase the likelihood that the average Joe can't find you. And I think those are valuable in that sense. But if you believe the government can't find you or doesn't have subpoena power or mandated power or what do they call this latest thing? What do they call this thing? Huh? Yeah, they call it a. They call it a summons, a John Doe summons. In other words, your secrecy, we're going to mandate answers to this circle company is being forced to turn over all their detailed records. Hang tight. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden is expected to present a series of executive actions on gun control Thursday, including directing his Justice Department to tighten regulations on purchases of so-called ghost guns. Ghost guns are like the IKEA of guns. Anyone can buy, build without a background check and are unregistered. The chairman of the Augusta National Golf Course, Fred Ridley, discussed the new Georgia voting law Wednesday. I don't think that my opinion on this legislation should shape the discussion. End quote. The Masters tournament is today through Sunday with a purse of $11.5 million. Virginia lawmakers have approved Governor Randolph Northam's request to legalize the possession and growth of recreational marijuana starting July 1st, moving up the 2024 timeline. Virginia will be the first southern state and the 16th in the nation to legalize recreational marijuana. USA Radio News. Woke culture, it's choking America, erasing our history, threatening our freedoms, our laws, and even our police. Now, Grant Stinchfield exposes the secret woke agenda and the hidden players behind this very dangerous movement. Watch Stinchfield tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax TV as he reveals the real dangers to you and your family. Everyone is talking about Stinchfield because each night he gives you the cold, hard truth you need to know. Newsmax is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel on all major systems. If you don't get it, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax or you'll switch. Remember, you can get Newsmax free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, and smart TVs like Samsung, Sony, Vizio, or LG. It's even free on your smartphone. Just download the free Newsmax app and start watching. So find out about Woke and its dangerous plans for America on Grant Stinchfield tonight. Just tune into Newsmax TV. It's real news for real people. A Taliban spokesman claims insurgents targeted an airbase in southern Afghanistan. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. The Taliban spokesman claimed the attack at the Kandahar airfield was targeted with multiple missiles causing heavy human and material losses. Not so, says Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. There were no casualties, no damage. And in fact, preliminary indications are that these rounds didn't even fall inside the perimeter of the, of the airfield. The Taliban appeared to be pushing the Biden administration to make good on a promise to pull all U.S troops out of Afghanistan by May 1st. DOD spokesman John Kirby says the attack hurts the chance for peace. Clearly, as I said, we condemn the attack and we believe that this decision to provoke, provoke even more violence remains disruptive to what we believe is an opportunity for peace. 
Five people, including two children, were killed in a shooting in York County, North Carolina, Wednesday afternoon. Dr. Robert Leslie, his wife Barbara, along with two grandchildren, ages 9 and 5, and a man working at the home were murdered. A suspect was caught at a nearby home. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. We're experimenting with some new technology. It's really cool stuff, by the way. But, hey, when you're live on the radio, glitches or two seem to happen on occasion. But no big deal. We're working on it. Good people doing good things everywhere. Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. Are you with me now, sir? All right, we'll try to get Brian. Uh, in the meantime, though, this, this deal here is the IRS doesn't like to be shown up, folks. Do you got that? You understand what I'm saying? So Circle Internet Financial Inc. being forced to turn over records. A federal court authorized the IRS to gather information about cryptocurrency users that may just could be violating tax laws. And the reason this is so unconstitutional and so egregious, ladies and gentlemen, is they don't really know who's violating tax laws at all. Okay, because the cryptocurrencies do give you some degree, at least on the surface of anonymity of secrecy, of protection. But the government is saying, we don't know who's violating tax laws, but we think somebody might be. In fact, we're sure people are. We just don't know who or where or how yet. Give us subpoena power. Give us John Doe summons power. So the IRS, an unconstitutional, illegal criminal enterprise, literally went to the Justice Department and said, give us authority to find out who. So now the Justice Department got bed with the IRS. Now these two criminal organizations, you know, they pretend they're part of government, but they're unconstitutional as all get out. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, these two organizations, the IRS and the Justice Department, literally then roped this company, Circle Internet Financial Inc., into basically saying you're being forced by court order by law to give us your information. And you say, well, Sam, how does that happen? Even the company doesn't know. Yeah, they do. Because in order to convert any cryptocurrency to another fiat currency, such as the U.S. dollar or the Chinese yuan or the Dutch mark or whatever you know currency you want to use, at some point you've got to put it somewhere. How do you have money? How do you have money that you can't put there? I, I don't get it. So uh, anyway, there you have it. Um, very serious question. Let's see if we can bring Brian Rust in. You there, Brian? Hey, I'm here. I made it. Wow, it's good to hear your voice, my brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let me give you a 30-second on this story, uh, and then let's talk about it for a second. So basically, I've been telling everybody not to dip their toe in the cryptocurrency for quite a long time because people believe that it's magic. It's like the magic financial bullet. You've got somehow this awesome currency that the government can't touch, so it's absolutely 100% secrecy. And at the same time, don't worry, the transactions are transparent via the blockchain. So we've got the best of both worlds. We've got the literally the holy grail of currency with some of these cryptocurrencies. And I've told people literally ever since this stuff started is it's bogus. You're being lied to. It's nothing but another fiat currency. Yes, there's pluses and minuses of the properties and capabilities of digital currency. But if you believe you have 100% anonymity, but 100% guarantee of your transactions, you have lost your mind and been deceived as all get out. And now we're finding out the truth. It turns out that the IRS got in bed with the Justice Department, Brian, and they are using what's called a John Doe summons on a Boston-based Circle Internet Financial Inc. company. 
And Circle Internet Financial Inc. basically helped people take their cryptocurrencies and convert them back and forth between that and other fiat currencies. And now the government's literally forcing this Circle group to give all their records to the IRS, Justice Department mandating it through the courts, to where everybody's going to get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. So anybody between uh, 2016 and 2020 who has done at least $20,000 of transactions, they're literally on a witch hunt. They're going to expose them all and then make you pay your fair share, Brian. You want to start there, sir? Yeah, I, you know, I think those. You know, I think if you uh, look at uh, cryptocurrency, I think there's people making money. It's just like regular stocks, right? You have this out here. You buy this uh, at a certain price. It goes to a certain other price, and you decide to sell. It's just like like that. I mean, you know, it's it's floating out there. I guess is is the deal. But I I know a lot of people when they first got into this and bought it at a dollar or fifty cents or whatever it was, and then it took off like mad. They sold out tremendous amounts. They bought homes. They paid, but at that point they were they were registered as the fact of okay, well they just their capital gains on this from a dollar fifty cents to a dollar, and now we just sold it at five hundred dollars or or five thousand dollars or whatever it was, and uh, we did we made tons of money. Yeah, they they were taxing these people, saying yeah you're going to come back and pay us, and so at that point I thought I thought okay, well that's just like a regular stock. You make you know if I, I have Apple stock, I paid it. Five dollars. I sold it at five hundred dollars. I'm going to pay capital gains, and so, uh, and that's kind of where where they are, right? you know. But it, there again, you don't have it. You don't see it. You can. There's people that have lost it, and, and it's out there floating somewhere. That anyway, it's that's that's kind of the market, I think, uh, of that currency. So now the IRS sent letters to more than ten thousand taxpayers saying, "Hey, are you using cryptocurrency?" So it's very interesting. They're talking about the full range of cryptocurrency use on tax returns. So on 2020 tax returns, that's the first year they've done this, the IRS asks taxpayers whether you received, sold, sent, or exchanged cryptocurrencies, Brian. They're getting after it, buddy, as Uncle Sam goes yeah. after the cryptocurrency folks. And I warned everybody. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, they're <laughs> if they felt like, well, they can't get us. They don't know who we are, or what we are. Well, someone someone filled out some kind of form, or you had to get in there to buy something, and and they had to have your, you know, you had to. Anyway, maybe you're part of that blockchain. You're you're a dot on the chain, or something. I don't know. But somebody's gonna. They well, they know. They they've had they've already filed for people to to pay on all the money they sold, and yeah, it's 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 evidence. Hey, Kurt, you want to chime in on this one? What do you think, man? The IRS going after the cryptocurrency folks. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know for sure, uh, you know, uh, all about this. I, you know, listened to what you were saying on the story. Uh, you know, it looks like, um, as you, you know, mentioned, uh, just you expect this thing, the crypto is going to be, uh, supposed to be all quiet and on the down low. And then, uh, you know, hey, surprise, uh, everybody knows about it. Uh, you know, I was just looking at what you were saying about some of the uh, circle guys. Uh, I guess uh, the Business Insider boys have this headline, the IRS is targeting Kraken and Circle users. It thinks they're avoiding taxes on crypto trades. So, uh, you know, I guess this is all, uh, well, just like you say, uh, the... Uh, Chickens are coming home to roost, I guess it would be the term, huh? 
And it's a sad tale to tell, ladies and gentlemen. However, the reason that I knew this was going to come, because look, the IRS right now, until you stop the criminal enterprise known as the IRS, they're going to get their hands on every piece of every information they can to make they're at the center of your life. They're not really interested in the dollars, even though they got 11 plus billion dollars. <laughs> when they went to the Swiss bank accounts of people back in 2008. Okay, so they, it doesn't matter how you hide your money. They will hunt you down. They will find you. And this is what's interesting. Everybody told you that, oh, don't worry, the cryptocurrencies, no one can know what you're doing, buddy. They can't know who you are and what you're doing. And now that lie's been exposed, huh, Kurt? Well, it looks like it, Sam. Um, you know, I mean, uh, there's some other headlines that go with it. Uh, Reuters, the tax man cometh for crypto traders. Judge OK's IRS demand uh, for Circle. Uh, then you got Forbes saying IRS gets court approval for cryptocurrency summons for Circle. Paula Nix customers. Never heard of that one, but probably just a, another one like that. Uh, I thought the Kraken was, was kind of an interesting name there. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I don't know for sure what else to add except... Um, you know, I guess they always said, what, nothing is uh, for sure except for death and taxes. You know, I guess that would fit here, huh? <laughs> Sad tale to tell. It's all true. And here's the problem. You know what? When the government asks taxpayers on their IRS forms, if you have bought, sold, traded, anyway, they have all these words to you. Remember, Brian, you got to sign into the penalty of perjury, right? Yeah. Well, the chickens come home to roost, as Kurt said. You know, yeah, they're not—they're not going to let people, you know, just. Well, they might be able to. There might be some inside trading at the at the top ranks. You know, the politicians and those that get inside trade. But the common yeah, like person you're saying is, that is Hillary, have to pay the. You're saying that yeah. Hillary can trade in cryptocurrency, and it's no problem. And even if they catch her red-handed, she'll just be like. You know, I, I didn't mean, I didn't realize that wasn't allowed. I thought that <laughs> it was right. cool. To, I, you know, no, no harm, no foul for the Hillary, right? That's right. Yeah, that's the, it's, it's a double I standard. I had my own and, private and, cryptocurrency <laughs> server in my basement there. And no problem. Right. It's, it's that those machines are turning. We're, we're digging, we're, we're mining. See, that's the key right there. It's, we're crypto and we're mining. We're currency and buddy. We're, <laughs> all right. Um, so, Brian, what's the update on gold and silver right now? Then let's get a, a honest money update, shall we? Is there gold? Well, your your paper gold price today is at seventeen fifty. One seven five zero. Even, huh? And silver. Yeah, and your silver is twenty five fifty two. It's up a teeny bit, right? Yeah, you're up 27 in gold, 75 cents uh, on uh, the silver. So it's kind of hovering in that market right now. Gold, $1,750. Silver, $25.52. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Medjugorje. 
The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, the calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gold is at $750 even. Silver, $25.52. We got to get the rhodium for Kurt, Brian. $1,750. All right, say that again, Brian. $1,750. I think you mentioned it was $750. So at, at that price, no, people are diving in today. <laughs> Amen. $1,750, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> If I misspoke, yep. sorry about that. Seventeen fifty, uh, and so what yeah. is uh, rhodium looking at? Yeah, yeah, Kurt's rhodium's up. Uh, let's see, twenty-eight thousand five hundred. Up, up, Kurt, away. Your garage full is just <laughs> rocking, buddy. That's right. Got to get a bigger yeah. garage. He's mining. All He's right. mining a little bit. Of, I, from what I understand, you pour a little honey in the in the coffers there, and, and you mine that stuff, and it, and look what happens. Liquid gold, and then you become that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So you got honey, and then you freeze dry that stuff, and then you got liquid gold. Is that how it works? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that's how it all works. The bees. The Lord creates the bees. The bees create the honey. Kurt creates the gold out of the honey. All right, there you go. By the way, though, some of that honey is called gold, isn't it, Kurt? Isn't there a gold term for some of that honey? That's right. The uh, South Dakota gold has been our... uh, all-time favorite, you know, yeah. for a long time. I bring that up yeah. because I've been eating some of that stuff, and, man, it's del- it is liquid honey, liquid gold. I'm telling you, this stuff is delicious. If you want to yeah, learn more like and get it. more honey delivered directly to your door, get a hold of Kurt. You can do so in many ways. Localhoneyman.com is the way on the Internet, localhoneyman.com, or you can text or call. He can do the old-fashioned or the new style. He's capable of both. 801-669-2211. If you want to do the email, Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com. Local raw honey delivered directly to your door. Tastes phenomenal. All right, Thank moving you. on. Um, there's so much to discuss with this cryptocurrency thing, Brian. I just find that interesting. Now these people are all going to be hunted down. So they're going to take 2016 through 2020. Anybody who's done more than $20,000 of, quote, transactions is kind of the target right now. Interestingly enough, over a four-year period of time, uh, that brings you down to about $5,000 per kind of yearly Whatever it used to be, 
under $10,000 any transaction. You didn't have to report. But if it get a, got above that, then you had to fill out a piece of paper. Now they're dropping that number in the digital currency world. It's $5,000 or twenty grand in a four-year period of time. It's not even per transaction now. They're pooling all the transactions into a, I don't know what you call it, a financial window? This is very strange in terms of the reporting requirements being changed literally on the fly without oversight from Congress, Brian. Yeah, you know, it's 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 what we see, I guess, from that side all the time. I guess, you know, the rules change to benefit whatever their agenda is going to be. And so, you know, I, I kind of look at also another factor is, you know, people going in to get cash at their bank. I have uh, people that say, oh, yeah, I used to be able to get just under 10. I could get 10,000 or so. And now I'm down to eight. Now I, I've had people in now, they only let them pull out about 800 bucks. That's all they can pull out. So, you know, you they change the, the, the parameters to kind of work in their favor or whatever they Hold need to do. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You're saying if I do more than eight hundred dollars, now I got to report. Well, it's not so much well, and there there could be some reporting there, but it's 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 basically if it's kind of like these people in Venezuela and so on, they're waiting in line to get a little bit of their money out, a little. Well, it's it's kind of like the banks are controlling. I have people that want to buy metal and so on, and they want to you know do it you know in cash, and they have. I know one guy that he's got, you know, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe in there, so on, and they allow, they're only allowing him in one of his accounts he's going to he's going to close these accounts because he's fed up but he he goes in and at one point he could pull out ten thousand then five three now he's down to eight hundred so so they're almost pushing him away because uh he can't you know accomplish what he wants to accomplish with his money so a lot of control that way as well uh just like hold on a minute is it illegal is it illegal if he wants to pull out his money and he can't pull out his money in any way isn't that illegal? Well, Whose money he, is it? His I or think theirs? he could close his account. He could probably close his account. Say, yeah, you're not, you're not, you know, it's not helping me to be in your bank because you don't, you know, and 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 a lot of yeah, a lot of those things. You know, I used to get three thousand dollars. Now I'm down to eight hundred dollars. What the heck's that? You know, I've got a hundred thousand dollars in there, or whatever. So it, it, that's that's the that's the problem that he's facing, and others. I've heard others the same kind of scenario. So. Kurt, do you want to discuss this now, this idea that you're not going to be able to pull your money out and stuff like that? Eventually, at some point, you go, they're going to force us all to mistrust the system. I don't know if you've heard the, you know, yesterday's broadcast talking about the Ammon Bundy situation. But they're literally going to force us to not trust them to the point where we're just going to have to completely live off the grid. You can't yep. get your money out of your own bank. It's your money. You can't do this. You can't do that. you got to have a mask on to do this. you got to have this on to do that. you got to... And the companies are getting out of control. The mask mandate is about to be lifted in the state of Utah. It's, what, the 7th today? or No, the 8th today. And they say that it's supposed to expire on the 11th, so three days more. But I talked to companies about it, and I talked to Harmons and many other companies. They're just like, look, we're a private company. We're going to mandate masks. We don't care what the law says. We as a private company on our private property can do what they want, what we want to do. And you know what? I have to agree they can, but we're living in a very strange world where whether it's your money, your rights, uh, your ability to travel— your right to keep and bear arms, everything is under assault by your government, Kurt. Well, um, I guess um, a situation normal, all fouled up, would be uh, you know the situation here, snafu as usual. Um, but um, you know, as to your money being quote your money, I mean, we we know what the money says on it. We know, of course. Uh, you're probably like that guy Brian was talking about. He's probably 
going to misuse it. I mean, he may have been thinking <laughs> he'd right. just go buy some silver or gold with his money, and the government's just going to protect him, you know, and make sure that he doesn't make a mistake with his money. You know what I mean, Sam? I mean, they've probably been watching his transactions, thinking he's a little less than careful about that, you know? And so uh, Amen to that. just wow. protecting him. <laughs> That's right. Well, the government who's yeah, protected them uh, should be looking at Facebook, Brian, because Facebook, as far as I understand, got uh, hacked and got a breach. They lost, listen to me carefully, they lost 500 million people's information. How convenient. And now the, the names, the phone numbers, the birth dates, the emails, the everything, all leaked, and they're not sure who's got what, and they're so sorry, and well, there you go. And so they're <laughs> literally locking you and I down, you know, don't, don't. On one hand, they say, hey, you know, due to the um, financial laws, you got to protect this. And due to the health laws, the you got to do that. And that. But yet all every bit of your information is leaked everywhere by everybody. And the only answer they give when they're done uh, abusing you, forcing you to turn over all that information, and then leaking it or getting, you know, hacked or breached, then they're like, oh, my goodness, we're so sorry. We, you know, we don't really know who. And now... Facebook's not even being candid about who got hacked, so you can't even really hardly find out. Now, there's websites out there that claim they can tell you, but they can only tell about 1% of the users goes the real story. So the bottom line is we live in a world that's just complete betrayal at every level, Brian. That's exactly right. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy, and we've been seeing this coming, coming and coming. And, and uh, you know, where, what, where do, what do we do now? I mean, is it civil unrest? Do we, is there civil war coming eventually? They want our guns. They want this. And we're just supposed to trust them. I mean, here's the bottom line. You know, you, you, we're supposed to trust each other and, and respect each other and so on. Well, coming from the top, there's no trust at all. I mean, it's just back and forth and this, and they say this, and they caught here, but that's okay. We're caught here. But if you're caught here, you're going to jail. But here's okay, and you, Hammond Bunny, you can't do this. But Hillary, you can do whatever you want. I mean, it's, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're turning into, I guess, what we are, uh, just what a, President Obama at one point wanted, he just wanted us to be third world. We're as good as the other third world countries, and that's where we're supposed to be. And, and if you have, you're, you're not better than them, and we're taking your rights, and we're, I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's absolutely ridiculous where we're at. Now, Joe Biden right now, Kurt Crosby just saying, and Hunter Biden just saying, you know, we don't know whose laptop that was, buddy. Don't know if it was mine. Not sure if it was yours. Could have been yours, Kurt. Brian, probably your laptop there. You know, just yeah, Sam, it's probably your laptop. <laughs> I mean, Kurt, you want to respond to that? I mean, it, it, it would be laughable if it wasn't so real and so serious. Yeah. I mean, Sam, uh, you know, it's, it's just the same. You brought up Hillary earlier and the, uh, you know, emails and stuff. Well, this is just basically the new Hillary uh, is, uh, you know, Biden, uh, Biden's son and his family. And, you know, they're just off limits. Uh, and, of course, uh, they're, you would maybe you want to call them useful idiots I, although i don't know if you want to use the term useful there but anyway um you know it's just uh the laptop deal well hey you know maybe he's got thousands of them and they, they just he doesn't know where they all are you know i mean it could be who knows right you know but i uh will say on a serious note that I appreciate those reporters who, you know, every so often dig in, like the New York Post was one of the first ones, I think, uh, dug into that story. And there's a lot of uh, stuff there, I, I believe, that ought to be coming out. 
Yeah, but you can't trust Hunter. He can't even remember the stripper that he's got a baby with. Well, yeah, you know, he is a traveling man, um, you know, <laughs> seemed to be, uh, you know, covered the country, uh, that kind of thing. And it does keep him busy, I think, you know, that kind of thing. It reminds you of the ACDC song. Lock up your wives, lock up your daughters, because uh, Hunter <laughs> Biden's coming around. If it's not Hunter, That's it's right. Bill. If it's not Bill, it's Jeff. If it's not Jeff, it's, what's that girl's name? Mm, Jeffrey Epstein's my. girlfriend, what's her name? Oh, I, right now I the, can't remember uh, her name. Right now. She's got a weird me, but, name. Uh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, all, all I'm telling was you is the facilitator. I guess you could call her. Yeah, she was. You know. Um, yeah. But don't worry, though. We're going to keep her in prison forever, and her speedy trials just seems to be elusive. It's kind of like the Scarlet Pimpernel. You can never find the trial. Kind of like Ammon Bundy's trials. They just go on forever and ever and ever. Isn't it interesting? They call court cases trials, and in scripture, when we suffer and we have trials, it seems kind of interesting. But you know, two different yeah, good point terms for the word, or two different meanings for the word, or whatever. But it's kind of eerily strange. Speaking of taxes, grievous to be born is a term I usually see in the scriptures for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I mentioned yesterday that Joe Biden is going to work on not only um, the United States increased taxes on all the wealthy, so Kurt and his big old rhodium you know store is going to get busted there. But they're going to raise taxes on the wealthy and on the corporations. And then if you try to leave the country, Brian, Joe Biden has a plan. He's now barking at the international G20 community to say, let's have a minimum tax worldwide. Did you hear about oh, that? Oh, there you go. No. It's sort of like a minimum wage law, but you have a minimum tax so that, uh, you know, these evil corporations can't flee to some place where they got lower taxes. I mean, you wouldn't want that kind of thing happening. I mean, it's almost like uh, making a new law that says, hey, everywhere you have to pay a certain price for whatever item it is. You know, you can't go to uh, one store and get it for lower because the government says none of that, you know. Isn't that a communist? Isn't that communist kind of things where they just tell you where you're going to do what you're going to do? You're the puppet. Is that where we're at? Welcome to America. Sadly, I think the answer to your question is yes, Brian, my friend. That is where we're at. But I can tell you this right now: you can get those silver eagle silver dollars from Brian Rust. How much are they costing right now? Forty bucks. Uh, they're sitting around thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven dollars for one dollar. Yep. Get yours today. It's a deal of a lifetime. Brian Rust, right. com. Thank you, sir. Kurt, stay there. Thanks, Brian. Godspeed. For Sam, Kurt, and Brian, we guys. declare we the people. Along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But, folks, you've got, I repeat, you've got to get involved. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 8th. 
in the year of our Lord, 2021. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Kirk Crosby's with me. Glad to have him along. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. Yeah, it's uh, nice to be here. Uh, happy Thursday, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, Wait yeah, a minute. It's Ladies a good and day. gentlemen, Kurt's out of uniform. He's breaking protocol now, Kurt. You want to hear the same old stuff as what you're saying, Sam? Everybody's looking for a good old Buenos Dias. Come on. Okay. Buenos Dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Do you know that Buenos Dias stuff is legendary, Kurt? Do you you realize that? Are you aware of that? Well, I think many times I'm a legend in my own mind. Uh, (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, all I'm telling you is I have people that have literally called me and emailed me and said, man, where the heck is Kurt? I haven't heard Buenos Dias on the, Buenos Dias on the radio and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so anyway, we got we got to have that back at least on occasion, you know. So there you go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Kurt Cosby's with me. We talked last hour about the cryptocurrency discussion uh, with Brian Rust, RustCoinAgift.com. We got our honest money update we got a gold and silver update honest money report gold is at seventeen hundred and fifty dollars even silver's at twenty five dollars and fifty two cents right now and we talked about uncle sam moves to control cryptocurrency folks i told everybody don't dip your toe in the crypto because now the irs is asking taxpayers listen have you ever received sold sent or exchanged cryptocurrency Literally, the IRS sent letters to more than 10,000 people that they think might be involved in the cryptocurrency there, and they're going to use the dragnet. They're going to use the uh, John Doe summons to get to the bottom of this thing, and it's very, in my opinion, very scary. We'll leave that alone. I'm just telling you, we warn people to try to protect people. It's not that we hate cryptocurrencies. I know some people are kind of mad at me. They're like, Sam, You've lost your, you know, understanding of the Constitution. This is a dream come true for us patriots. We can dodge the government and, you know, we can have our cake and we can eat it too. It'll be phenomenal. And I said, look, it isn't that way, folks. And then they're like, well, you don't understand the technology, Sam. And then I just said, okay, you guys can think what you want, but I'm warning you, it isn't going to go well. Because there's no money plan on the planet that the government's going to let you get away with that allows you to, allows you to live outside their system. Okay, if you read the Bible... You'll understand, ladies and gentlemen, that you're not going to be able to buy or sell anything at some point. Now, I don't know when and what the mark of the beast entails and is and all that. You know, I'm not a prophet. But I am telling you that you will not live outside the system for long. They'll even let some of those things grow. But it's kind of like supporting Donald Trump. They'll let you be a big Donald Trump supporter. But eventually they'll do, use the dragnet and they'll come back and say, now we've got a database of the Donald Trump supporters. And, you know, that's what a lot of this cryptocurrency growing is all about. But when you have a currency, like cryptocurrency and a blockchain, and you don't know who even created the, the methodology behind it, Kurt, and everybody believe it's safe and effective and there's no way to hack it, no way to manipulate it, but you don't even know who created it. If you don't know who created it, how do you know they don't have a plan in place behind the scenes to have a backdoor, to have a manipulatability factor? How do you know if you don't even know who created it? And it's interesting to me how the patriots just go into this with their eyes closed, it seems to me, completely ignorant of the truth on the matter, they think that government can't get into it. It's all secure and that somebody created it, but we don't know who, but yet it's secure and safe. And it's like the perfect formula. Absolutely 100% transparent, but 
well, I'm sorry, ab- 100% secret, uh, but 100% transparent at the same time. Doesn't the whole idea defy logic, Kurt? Well, of course, Sam, but, um, I mean, when do you use logic when dealing with government? I mean, uh, that's just kind of an out, isn't that um, oxymoron or whatever? Uh, but, you know, it, it brings up the idea, at least in my opinion, that, uh, you know, we always try to present, and that is uh, the simple idea that, hey, there are solutions. We know uh, of, uh, you know, better solutions than using the, uh, well, beloved IRS um, on the American people. And that is, uh, you know, I mean, for example, you look back at the Constitution, you see that uh, uh, when when they had uh, the proper taxing, uh, I mean, you had the tariffs on foreign countries that were trying to bring their goods and products well anything into america and and the federal government was supposed to uh put those tariffs on there to raise the funds that were necessary for them to operate on and if there were any other needed uh funds uh, from a wise and frugal government um you know you would uh let's say there was a dollar shortfall per person uh, in America, then you would just kind of send out the notice to each state and say, look, you know, you've got um, so many citizens, you know, Texas, you've got, I don't know how many million, and uh, Utah, you've got your share. Uh, You guys need to send in a dollar per person, and we'll uh, have our books balanced here at the federal government. Uh, Maybe Joe's never heard of that Uh, you know, but uh, at least to me, it's nice to know there are real solutions. Uh, I mean, isn't it? It's hard to comprehend, to be honest with you. It's just hard to understand. And I'll tell you what else is hard to understand. Not only the cryptocurrency stuff, and not only the way that they, you know, logic doesn't work within government. Maybe that's been my problem all along. But now you got, it, the headline says, these Ivy League institutions are now going so far as using racism to end racism is how it works, Kurt. Take the prestigious Columbia or Columbian University. The school recently announced they will be holding distinct and separate graduation ceremonies, six of them, based on race, gender identity, and socioeconomic status. Columbian, well, Columbia University, uh, its website lists separate graduations now for the Native American, Asian, Latins, and black students for Columbia College, Columbia Engineering, General Studies, and Barnard College. Another ceremony dubbed the, quote, fly graduation caters to students who are, let's see, what is this? First generation, I guess Americans, and or low-income community graduates of course columbia will also have a lavender graduation specifically for gay lesbian bisexual transgender and whatever in a statement that'll mean well i guess they say it'll be the reason they want to separate this kurt is in the covid pandemic it'll create a more intimate let's see these segregated events will create a much more intimate setting for students and guests to gather they can, you know, celebrate the achievements of their communities. They can add their culturist, 
culturistic differences in the graduations, and all ceremonies will be held virtually. Kurt, you want to respond to that? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad to think of the term lavender that in in the circles that I run into, you know, the the term is, uh, I mean, every so often somebody will say, do you have some lavender honey? Uh, you know, or, or, I mean, you've got these nice oils that some people use that have, are based with lavender, uh, and yet it um, seems like um, there's always the wrong use of these nice terms that in in life we've used before and you know and when it comes to this whole racism and stuff like that it just seems like we ought to follow the good counsel that i've heard before about for example about bullying you know they just say stop it you know and uh, if we could just stop it on so many of this kind of crazy things where girls are called boys and boys are called girls and or you can't even call them either one of those you know i mean it's just it seems like uh up is down and down is up and etc so many times doesn't it sam yes indeed in fact they have what's called the national association of scholars and they're now reporting that not only will it be um Harvard, it'll be Stanford, Arizona State University, UC of Berkeley, UCLA, uh, and all these different schools will be basically practicing the same uh, segregated ceremonies. In fact, Harvard, Kurt, not only do they even have a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender one, if you want to join that baby, they even have what's called an undocumented graduation for students who are in the country illegally, sir. Wow. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, illegals have so many rights. Um, I mean, it's just, um, you know, amazing how uh, they're so protected in America. I mean, if you're a little baby trying to be born, I mean, you're just like persona non grata, you know what I mean? But uh, if you're, yes, uh, you know, somebody trying to sneak across the border, whether it's uh these, uh, you know, Yemenis that were uh, apprehended and, and how many more, uh, you know, kind of terrorists are trying to sneak across the southern border now. You know, you just got to think, man, America, we've got some uh, work to be done. But, uh, hey, it's always yeah, been the same way. they across the border, Kurt. But you know what they yeah, do now? that's right. They we'll cross walk, the border, and know. the first thing they do is they look for a government official. And then right when they see the government official, they say, hey, you know, where's my Easter basket? That's right. Or where's my, you know, uh, you know Santa uh, surprise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? I, mean hey. I heard Christmas is waiting for me. That's what Joe said. All right, Liberty Roundtable yeah. Live. I'm Sam. He's Kurt. You're you. Thanks for being alongside for the right hard-hitting talk. Always at your fingertips on Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, yeah. client functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So. Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time, time and, and a half. half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, according to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was. Yes. Um, okay, I guess. Ooh, is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, you'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, so all these colleges and universities across the country are using racism to end racism. They've got uh, all kinds of separate, distinct, segregated graduations for 2021. It's just very strange. You can have an Asian one. You can have a black one. The only people that aren't really represented are white people. I guess they just have the what, standard graduation. Anyway, they got a graduation literally for the gays, the lesbians, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders. They even got a graduation for the undocumented immigrant, the illegal alien there. They get a graduation at some of these prestigious universities, too. And these people are off the rails, Kurt. But now there's a lot of pushback that I want to bring up related to this, too. People are sick of it. Now, I've mocked the racism, schmacism, to borrow James Edwards' book title to make the point, for literally uh, years because it's so absurd. You know what? Charles Barkley, well-known NBA, former star, um, it really hit it and said it best. He said, you know what? They're trying to divide blacks and whites and everybody in America. Uh, the politicians are doing it. The big business and people are doing it because they want to lord over us, and they benefit when we all fight. But you know what? we got to stop it. In the real world, I don't think that's what's really going on. It's just the mainstream press in bed with big business and big government that makes us think that we're all enemies. But uh, you know what? Charles Barkley continues, I think that the white people and the black people are generally good people and that everybody gets along just fine. And I would agree with Charles Barkley. But as you know, this wedge is being driven on all fault lines, whether it be male, female, black, white, tall, short, ugly, pretty, fat, skinny, whatever they want to, you know, rich, poor, whatever. All these fault lines are being driven by the media, but it's primarily the educational institutions that are really carrying this forward. So it's not really a surprise to see segregations in government-backed, taxpayer-funded institutions. But now there's a lot of pushback. People are just absolutely sick of it. And the headline says this, Grassroots Rebellion Grows with New Calls to Ban Critical Race Theory from the Military and from Public Schools, says the Epic Times. First off, Kurt, do you even know what critical race theory is, sir? 
Well, I've heard the term and I've tried to understand it, uh, but, uh, you know, it seems like so many of these kind of things will just kind of bob and weave, in other words, uh, based on, uh, hey, what needs to be uh, uh, the current uh, definition of them, doesn't it, Sam, sometimes? Yeah, critical race theory is this, Kurt. The critical race theory, CRT, if you will, basically views all white people as racist oppressors and all people who are colored as the oppressed and therefore thus incapable of being racist. So you understand, you're white, you're the oppressor, you're a racist by nature. Anybody not white is oppressed and therefore cannot be. They're incapable of being a racist. So the critical race theory says this idea that, you know what, America is inherently this way. It's embedded in the DNA of America that you're white, you're racist, you're an oppressor. Anybody non-white is the victim, is the abused. And you know what, they cannot by nature be racist. Um, They're just suffering under your uh, abuse. This critical race theory is what's been indoctrinated into our children for many years. And it's on steroids now, Kurt. Well, yeah, they don't have time in school to teach like two plus two is four, you know, that kind of stuff, because they're busy with things like, you know, critical race theory these days. Right, Sam? That's basically the point. And, and the point is that, you know, if you don't understand this critical race theory or you don't believe that you're a racist, it just show, and here's what they'll say. It just shows how since, or systemic it really is. You know what systemic means, right, Kurt? Well, yeah, it means uh, it's everywhere. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. It's so embedded in your DNA. In fact, it's your white privilege. That makes it to where you don't even really realize what's going on. You've been so protected, so privileged, so blessed by this racism in your country to where you're so above it, Kurt. You live your life so uh, in a wealthy way, in a special, you know, entitled way to the point where you can't even understand it. You're so far removed. And that just proves that you really are that way. So, see, it's this self-fulfilling kind of prophecy or idea or statement that if you deny it, it's because you're just so ignorant, you're so above it, you're so protected, you're so white privileged that you don't even understand or acknowledge it. That's the deal. And if you admit to it, then you grovel and it doesn't do you any good, though, because tomorrow they're just pushing for more. See, it's not that you got to acknowledge it. It's not that you got to wear a collar, uh, a slave collar to, to prove your subservience. It's not that you got to provide reparations for the slaves and those who have been downtrodden by you and your ancestors' abuses, never mind the history of your ancestors, whether they were involved or not, never mind if your ancestors were indentured white servants. None of those things make any difference. You're guilty. You must experience white guilt. You're privileged, and there's nothing you can do to change that narrative. Nothing. Zero. Uh, And you'll grovel, and you'll ask for, you know, forgiveness, and you'll do, but it'll never, ever be enough, Kurt. Because the abuse was so egregious, it can never be overcome. And that's the divide narrative that they're using to turn us into a communist nation, Kurt. Racism has nothing to do with uh, the truth. It has everything to do with the divide that pushes the narrative that forces America to lose her great 
status as good moral melting pot people standing together to say, hey, we love liberty and we want to embrace liberty and we want to support families and we want to support everybody's heritage and be kind to one another. And that whole narrative has got to go away. You got to divide people. And then pretty soon it'll be the God fearing or the Christians versus everybody else. Okay, so they're using these divide factors. Critical race theory has nothing to do with reality, everything to do with the divide and conquer tactic being used on the American people. And the educational institutions primarily are the ones that have been peddling, uh, in my opinion, this, quote, theory. Okay, they can't even admit that it's a fact. It's just a critical race theory, CRT, that views all white people as the racist oppressors and everybody non-white is the victim. And therefore, they can't be racist because they're a victim. And how can you be a racist when you're a victim, Kurt? See, and so it denies the truth. And as long as we're going to deny the truth and peddle that with our taxpayers in government school, we got a row to hoe to educate. Um, but I, but I'm, I'm shocked about it because it's so pervasive. So many people have bought into this lie. But now I'm delighted a little bit to see that people are starting to wake up. They call it a grassroots rebellion. Now, I personally think the ones that are telling the lies are rebelling against morality and the truth and honesty. Uh, but they call us the ones that are re- rejecting this critical race theory. They're saying that we're rebelling, Kurt. Uh, that's uh, <clears throat> kind of a standard, isn't it? Remember how uh, the way Hillary and Bill would do it is, uh, you know, you just have to look over there. If, uh, you know, if we if there was a story about them uh, dealing with the Russians and the uranium or whatever else, uh, then it, then they got accused of. Uh, president trump of it of it and so then you know that's just the standard way the bad guys do it they accuse you of the thing they're guilty of and so then you know you spend time trying to you know absolve yourself and that's just how that works right yes sadly that's right well here's what's happening Uh, i guess this mother is lane maxwell remember that lady oh yeah that's that lady's name that was the one last hour Anyway, we're talking Sorry. about Gislaine Maxwell. That's right. Found I appreciate her. that. Yeah. Anyway, so this mother sued Nevada's Democracy Prep Charter School, Kurt, in federal court in December after her son William was forced to describe himself in the government slash charter school as a racist. Why? Because of his apparent Caucasian ethnicity. All right. So they said he's a white guy. He's going to be forced to admit that he's a racist. Because he's a white guy. So the mother sued because he was forced to do this in government school and class. But here's the problem with it. You ready, Kurt? Yep. His mom's African-American. His deceased father was Caucasian. My son is the only white student in his class. As far as we can tell, this teacher is blatantly justifying racism against white people. Therefore, putting my son in an emotional, into a psychological And into physical danger, this is not okay, says the African-American mother. The Flynn and Clark federal lawsuits are part of a rapidly growing national movement against the inclusion of CRT-based materials in classrooms, corporate training, and the federal government. Now, the interesting thing about this, Kurt, is this. So let me get this right. This kid has a black mom and a, a deceased white father. So he's half black, half white, as far as I can tell. Some call that mulatto. Some say that's racially offensive. I don't even know. All I know is the guy's got an African-American mom, uh, a black mother, and a white father. And so he looks white, Kurt. And so they call him a white guy. 
And therefore, he's got to run around until he's a racist. Now, Barack Obama, on the other hand, has a white mother and a black dad. Of course, he's the first black president, don't you know? As far as I can tell, both of those guys are half black and half white, right? Are we going to look at their ethnicity? Are we going to look at their DNA? Or are we just going to look at them physically and say, mm, guy looks white, he's white. Mm, guy looks black, he's black. How does it all work? We'll talk about it with Kurt Crosby in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin said on Wednesday he is opposed to using a procedural process known as reconciliation to pass legislation without Republican support, dealing a setback to President Biden's chances of passing a $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill. The CDC is reporting the U.S. government will allot 85% less Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines to states next week. A report last week said that workers at a facility in Baltimore mixed up ingredients of two vaccines, ruining 15 million Johnson & Johnson doses. An abandoned four-month-old baby is in good condition after he was found hypothermic in a wooded area in the banks of a Michigan creek near Detroit, Michigan. Local residents said the woman appeared distraught and said she believed someone was chasing her with guns. A 10-foot-long alligator was hauled away by trappers after he was found under a parked car at a Tampa, Florida apartment complex last week. Trappers safely hauled the animal to a nearby alligator farm. USA Radio News. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? Author Jonathan Kahn releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. His newest New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. Available online and wherever fine books are sold. The MyPillow Premium Pillow Special continues at MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, you can get a standard or queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. King size only five dollars more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call one eight hundred nine five one eight one seven five. Almost half of border personnel are no longer watching the border and are trying to corral the masses attempting to get into the United States. Tim Berg from the Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau reports. Congressional Republicans are wrapping up a two-day trip to the Texas border. As far as some of the things they observed, Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan. Yesterday we saw at the Donna facility one pod, which is supposed to, under current COVID protocols, house at a maximum 33 children, and yet there were 527 kids in that pod alone. So when they say this is chaos and unlike anything we have ever seen uh, that is true. Jordan also saying 40% of Border Patrol manpower is used for processing, and that means the border is going unprotected. Isolated severe storms will be possible from the deep south to the Ohio Valley as a cold front shifts slowly eastward. Strong winds and very dry conditions will keep fire weather threats critical in the southwest United States. USA Radio News.
All right, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby back with you live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell the tale, would you please? So, Kurt, the bottom line is I don't, I don't really get it. So this kid, he's half black, half white, I guess. Mother's black. Mom or dad's white. He looks white. And so they literally say, hey, you got to basically articulate that you're a racist in this uh, critical race theory kind of a thing. You're a racist. And, well, the mom didn't like it. She says, hey, critical race theory CRT is bogus. My son's as much black as he is white. He's of mixed race. But to make him, because he looks white, into a white supremacist or a, a race a racist is just wrong. So she's suing. Well, take Barack Obama, who's got a white mother and a black father, and he looks black, of course. So he's black. And so my question is, do you look at the DNA, Kurt? Do you look at the ethnicity? Do you look at the, what do you determine is the factor to decide if somebody's black or white? Do you just look at them and visually make a check? Or do you look at their DNA? How do we know somebody's black or white? Because, see, the first president's half black, half white, and this poor gentleman is black, half and half white. But yet uh, one looks blacker, one looks whiter, but they're both as black or white as the other from a DNA point of view, right? Well, you know, you've got these different levels of, of, uh, what would you say, correctness in this day sam um i mean you know if you're black remember you have more i guess you could say uh uh not well i mean you got a higher priority than a white person you got more right? clout my friend yeah that's right um now uh, along this line have you heard the term creamy uh yeah when i eat ice cream they say this ice cream is really creamy that's Okay, okay. Well, anyway, there's a movie called... (laughs) No, I haven't, actually. I don't know. (laughs) Well, anyway, there's a movie (laughs) called Australia, and it's a 2008 uh, film. It's got uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman, and it turns out I just watched it again last night. But uh, in it, there's a, a situation where they talk about these creamies, and that was uh, you'd have these uh, white fathers who would uh well father children with uh the aborigine women uh there etc and uh then they'd have what they call these half aboriginal children and uh so in the movie they call them creamies uh where it's you know it's not exactly black or exactly white and they actually had uh you know like uh place where they would kind of separate them and put them off they would take them from the mothers uh they actually had laws where they would go and round them up and uh, you know it's pretty interesting uh part of history that i was unaware of and and uh, so i guess you could say that uh barack obama and uh, you know uh, others i guess in that category would be creamies uh sam but uh you know it was interesting to me to uh, uh you know you said let me understand he was the first thing. black yeah according to the australia film 2008 film this film called australia mm-hmm. you got this uh, people called creamy which are basically mixed race children right. and i guess they by nature have magic too right they're special people right well, the Aborigines, um, you know, at least they would have these uh, uh, interesting ways that most of us, you know, I mean, those who are, aren't in that 
society wouldn't understand, but they, uh, you know, yeah, they have these ways of like singing to the earth or whatever. And it's just uh, kind of interesting, at least to me, the story. But since you brought up uh, the, you know, mixed race thing, I thought it might be appropriate. Um, when you uh, look at the uh, first black president, I thought uh, Cl Bill Clinton was told us the first black president because uh, I remember he had uh, it seemed like there was some uh, connection to to that himself right didn't he uh, you know in his history at least I know they we've talked about his uh, um, son that uh, at least says he's uh, Bill Clinton's son and he's from a uh, a black woman right Yes, and I guess I'm kind of coming back to this whole discussion, whether we call them uh, creamies or, uh, and I don't know if that's an offensive term. I just, again, I'm so white privileged that I don't, I don't know how to navigate this. Anything I say, I'll just put my foot in my mouth, and I, I won't even intend to be evil, but I just, my nature am because I'm white, and therefore I just want the demise of everyone but myself and my privilege and my, you know, don't, don't take me out of my comfort zone idea. Uh, but I, I don't know if you call them the creamies. Back when I was young, they used to call people who were a, a part white, part black, or whatever you want, mixed race. And I don't even know if I'm using the right terms there. But they used to call them mulattoes, Kurt. Is that more offensive than creamy? I've heard that, yeah. I don't know. I suppose you're you're just, uh, you know, automatically offensive if you're a white guy, Sam. So, I mean, I, as far as that goes, I, I guess we're offensive, you know. But here's the thing, Kurt. I want to yeah. just look at everybody as children of God, and I want to say, you know, God's race is mm, the human race, that. and we, the yeah. people, you know, should be kind and considerate and respectful to one another. And if we're born in different countries or we have different, you know, pigmentation in our skin, so our skins are different colors or we have different attributes based on our race or whatever, whether we're adapted to the to the societal realities that we're in, whether it's societally based or nature versus nurture discussion. And, you know, we have our differences. But in the end, as far as I can tell, we all, you know, have a lot of similarities. You know, we're, we're way more similar than we are different. You know, my hair might be straight. Somebody else's might be curly. You know, my eyes might be blue. Somebody else's eyes might be green. Or, you know, somebody might be tall and I might be short. There's differences to be sure. But I would submit that most people at their core, number one, they're children of God. He loves us all. We should be equal before God and for government uh, when it comes to our rights. And I guess I would kind of say, despite those differences, Kurt, aren't all of us the same in that we just want to love and be loved? We just want to contribute and we just want to be accepted. And the best place that I can find for that would be the family where we can nurture one another and love and care for one another. And we can create a home, a stable place to live and learn and grow and you know what? We can all uh, achieve, at least in America, the American dream where, you know what? You can work hard and prosper and benefit from the fruit of your labor or the work of your hands. And you can use your talents to become anything you want to be. And, and can't we just work on making that possible for everybody in America and even outside of America? And just say, we'd like to make people great again. We'd like to make the world great again. Yeah, if you live in a specific country, we'd like to make that country great again. And, you know, can can I really advocate for all that and still be a racist, Kurt? And that's all well, I really want. I know, Sam, but you gonna you have to go back to you know uh, point A, which is say if you're a white guy, then you're just automatically there, no matter what they say, right? 
And so here's the question then. If I can never overcome that based on their critical race theory, and I'm white and there's nothing I can do about it, it's so systemic, I'll never overcome it, then I guess the first question that I would ask is why should I even try to overcome it? And secondly, um, if then uh, I'm that way and I can't do anything about it, why even talk about it then? I mean, you can't. It's kind of like, you know, God says you can't even add one cubit to your height or whatever. Uh, All I'm saying is if there's nothing I can do about it, then why even talk about it? It's just the way it is. And there's no point even explaining it or talking about it because there's nothing that can be changed or corrected or improved upon. See, that's if you believe that lie. On the other hand, what if you believe, Kurt, that we can learn to be kinder and gentler, gentler to other people? We can learn to be appropriate. And even if we're different from people, it's natural to kind of recoil from what you're different, you know, your differences. You know, you're a sighted person and you've never seen a blind person in your entire life. You're naturally going to kind of recoil from that blind person. You're going to be going, oh, man, he's weird. He, his eyes look all over the place or he never looks at me when he talks to me. And, you know, the guy's just creepy. The guy's just weird. Every difference that we have is going to be a little bit alienating to some degree and it's okay you know what if little kids think i'm weird or whatever else because i'm a blind person or if they think somebody's weird because they're black or they think oh your hair you know in certain countries if you're a blonde girl and you got really nice blonde hair everybody wants to touch your hair or if you're in a white place and they all want to touch the black girl or the black boys you know afro or hair or whatever um, or cornrows, or whatever they are. You know, it, 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 all it is is that differences are noted by people, and differences are hard for people to navigate. And I think the big key, the big opportunity, is for us to learn to set aside differences and say, "Hey, so he's blind that he can't see. I can learn about that. Oh, so he's white, or he's black, or he's, or she's this and that, and we can learn about that." And isn't part of the great experience on this earth, Kurt, to learn to? understand and accept people's differences and learn to treat people to minister to people to in ways that would be kind and gentle and supportive and charitable and and loving and can't we just work on learning how to build everybody up and support everybody and strengthen everybody and give everybody every opportunity possible and look the pie's big enough in america i don't have to sacrifice my quote privilege to allow everybody to have privilege i'd like everybody to do well and be loved and realize they're godly and their American heritage, because that's where, in my opinion, acceptance comes and genius is born. On the other side, Kurt will respond. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. 
As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, so we're talking about the creamy people in a movie Kurt's watched uh, called Australia, 2008 film. Very strange movie, I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, the creepy people are mixed-race people, and they're not allowed to attend some of the events because, of course, they're, I don't know what you call it, um, not privileged, I guess, is the idea. But whether you call them creamy people, whether you call them um, mulattoes, whether you, you know, you got to kind of wonder some of this stuff, Kurt. But what about the world I'm trying to uh, advocate for? Any thoughts on this? Well, um, I would uh, say i got to agree with you a thousand percent, Sam, or a thousand and one or whatever the number would be. In, in other words, uh, hey, uh, as children of God, we should treat each other you know, as such. And uh, that would mean you, you know, you follow the Ten Commandments, uh, you, you uh, love your neighbor, uh, you know, as yourself, you, you love your, you know, and you pray for your enemies, uh, which, you know, that was, that's one of the toughest ones, I think. Uh, but I guess we could all start a, uh, a campaign to pray for Nancy and Chuck, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, um, send them love notes or whatever. I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but, uh, you know, as we really think of the power of love, uh, I think there's a song about that, but, you know, that it is, uh, you know, it is a powerful way of, uh, responding. And I uh, think of the, uh, savior, uh, and his teachings at the time when the uh, Jews apparently were had been you know used to pretty much ha hating their enemies and uh, that kind of thing and he taught that they should love them um, and uh, treat them nicely and you know it's uh, you know when you talk about the term revolution uh, I don't know if you you can get much more revolutionary than that right Sam. Amen to that. And, you know, the Savior Jesus Christ, what color was his skin? I imagine that he had kind of an olive tone skin, Kurt, coming from the region that he came from, etc., and all that kind of stuff. I don't know that Jesus was exactly white in the traditional sense or, you know, but others are saying, hey, you know, what about the black Jesus or what about this or what about that? And I don't understand why this obsession on race or color or pigmentation in one's skin or whatever anyway uh, Cameron, uh, our board op uh, producer on the break, kind of mentioned this to me too, Kurt, that I want to bring up. I want to give him credit for the thought. 
You know, I don't know if you know, but there are black people that are DNA black, but yet they're albino because, you know, sometimes when, um, you know, babies are created, everything doesn't go perfect. And so what about a black person that's albino? So they're super white, way whiter than I am than you are by far. They're albino, but yet they're black. You know, is there such thing as a black albino? And how does that work out? If you look at them, you're not going to say they're black, I don't think. But yet their DNA, their ethnicity is black or whatever. And so, you know, I don't know how to handle all this, except for to say, if we want to look at solutions, what we do is we set aside all this race garbage and we just simply say, look, we love God's children. We want to be kind to everybody. We want to help everybody do well and prosper. And man, if I, if I do well, I don't have to look at the pie and say, I got to do well for you to do bad. I want to make sure that you do horrible so that I do well. That's a, a, an outdated idea, in my opinion. It's, it's redneck, outback, whatever you want to call it. Um, crazy. Uh, the fact is the pie is big enough for me to do well and you to do well. We can create a win-win situation. We can trust God. He wins when we follow his commandments. We can do good to one another, and we both win. We all three win that way, me, you, and God, regardless of what race or color or creed or ethnicity or whatever word they want to use, and regardless of all those things. And I think if we treat each other that way, I think we can create a monumental change. I mean, Michael Jackson, who was what, black and tried to make himself white, kind of? Uh, this guy talked about change like that, Kurt. Look at the man in the mirror, and we can have this change, and, you know... I'm convinced that it is doable if we use our hearts and minds. We're not the animals of the world, Kurt. We've been given intellect by God Almighty. We've been given agency by God Almighty. God Almighty, And we can use our intellect to understand that we're all the children of God, and then we can use our agency to decide to behave in ways that would be, I don't know what words to use. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be, uh, what's the word here? So cynical or so that I become, uh, sacrilegious that's the word i want to be very careful here but i I think we have a godly heritage we're the sons and daughters the offspring of god according to the bible i realize that jesus christ is the only begotten of the father in the flesh i understand but we're spiritually god's children and he loves us and so i guess i'm saying that if we have this godly heritage as his sons and daughters i think that our intellect could be used to make choices and use our agency that would be becoming of our godly heritage and i think we need to learn to treat people that way that's really what I would advocate for and promote, Kurt, if it were up to me only to uh, set the kind of narrative and, and, and give people kind of the hope and the future and the, the vision. That's what I would pray for and advocate for. That's who I am and what I want, what I would, would encourage, not only in America, but around the world, sir. Well, you know, global it's, of it, acceptance it, of these ideas, Kurt. It brings to mind the uh, song from Steve Voss, uh, Thank God for the Renegades. And, uh, you know, um, and uh, most people hear the term and they think, oh, you know, that's the uh, evil guys, uh, you know, whatever. And yet, um, you know, Jesus and his crowd would have been certainly renegades at that time. And uh, speaking of that, Sam, uh, you know, there's a headline that I think might be, you know, useful here uh, to bring it back to modern days uh, i think uh this one looks pretty interesting from world net daily bob unruh says uh odds are increasing for trump to become u.s house speaker subheadline conservative voter turnout would be through the roof nationwide and i guess uh you know our buddy there at uh, world net daily uh, 
Oh, who's the owner there? Uh, Joseph Farah was the first one who had originated this idea. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, he said basically uh, the story says it was only four days after Joe Biden's inauguration that uh, Joseph Farah suggested in 2022 the American people are expecting Republicans to take the Congress back. It's ever so close right now. Biden is not just making me sick. I'm sure he's having the same effect on multitudes. What's next? Uh, he says, uh, you know, what? once we have the House and Senate, we can impeach Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for high crimes and misdemeanors, not phony ones like they had to manufacture against President Trump, but real weighty crimes. And then he says uh, that would leave House Speaker Kevin McCarthy as President of the United States only temporarily. As President, he could appoint anyone in the interim he chose as Vice President. He would select Donald J. Trump in early 2023, then McCarthy would resign, leaving Trump as president after all who would have more experience and wisdom anyway it's just interesting idea apparently the uh, house can select actually sam anybody they want to be the speaker of the house it's not the rules don't say you even have to be a member of the house uh, but there have been some who said that he should just run for whatever district he's in um in florida there and uh and then be elected. I guess Steve Bannon's kind of uh, weighed in on it in his program called War Room. And uh, he, uh, I guess, was speaking to um, some of the folks up in Boston. This is according to the Boston Herald. And he says, uh, well, Trump is a disruptor, but he has a long-term vision. Uh, he says, because I absolutely believe in the marrow of my bones that he will be our nominee in 2024. He says he'll come back to us. We'll have a sweeping victory in 2022, and he'll lead us in 2024. That's what uh, Steve Bannon said. And he says uh, we must totally get rid of Nancy Pelosi. The first act of President Trump as Speaker will be to impeach Joe Biden for his illegitimate activities of stealing the presidency. So there's some interesting stuff uh, moving along there. Uh, I mean, you don't hear much about... <laughs> The idea of uh, President Trump being Speaker of the House, but I guess they did ask this question there at World Net Daily. Would you like to see yeah, Donald it, Trump as Speaker of the House? And, uh, well, 97% of the respondents said, yeah. So it would so let be me an respond, interesting Kurt. thing. Number one, yeah. do I think it'll be? I think there's a very good chance it could be, Kurt. Americans are realizing mm -hmm. just how extreme and how whacked out and how crazy uh, these people are. Uh, the, associate with Ocasio Cortez and Nancy Pelosi and and Joe Biden, how crazy and communistic and socialist and uh, destroying of the republic they really are, and so people are realizing that Donald Trump was a whole lot more right on than they gave him credit for being. A lot of people are understanding that reality now. So, um, number one, do I think it's possible? Yes, I do. In fact, I think it's more than possible. I don't know if it'll happen for sure. I think it greatly depends on we the people. But I think it certainly could happen. There's no doubt about it. Secondly, do we want it to happen was the World Net Daily question. And I would say yes, Kurt. Compared to what we've got, I think Trump would be a breath of fresh air. And I think that we do need to get, uh, again, I do believe there was election fraud. And I do believe we need to get to the bottom of it. Uh, I believe the system's just so corrupt that good, honest people so far haven't been able to prevail. But you know what? The wheels of justice do grind slow, sad to say. But the good news is they grind. And the good news is that the truth usually 
um, comes out. When I say usually, eventually it will come out for sure. The question is how quickly, right? We didn't get the truth out quick enough to, to let Donald Trump stay in the presidency and stop Joe Biden from criminal activity. Uh, nevertheless, though, I do believe that the truth will come out on this, Kurt, and I believe every day President Trump is being more and more and more vindicated, and I think the people are starting to see that reality. So I would hope that Trump could become Speaker of the House uh, and create some accountability. I have my doubts because I think the system is so corrupt, but if we the people stand up and demand accountability, I think we can make it happen, Kurt. That's what I think, and that's what I would hope. It's interesting, Sam, that, uh, you know, and I agree with you, uh, I guess one of the latest to join on this whole campaign uh, is a guy named Ed Martin. Do you remember who that is? Say that again. Anyway, the guy's name is Ed Martin. He's the current president of uh, the Eagle Forum, uh, the one that uh, yes, Phyllis huh? Lafley led for years. And uh, so now he has told, um, well, he says, uh, I'm serious. We need the Trump voters with the possibility of having Donald Trump as speaker. Conservative voter turnout would be through the roof nationwide. And I think he's, uh, you know, got a really good point there. And he is kind of a heavy hitter uh, as compared to, you know, guys like, well, not besides you, but I mean, guys like me, I mean, uh, this guy is a heavy hitter. Paul Bedard uh, mentioned that in his Washington Secrets story, he says there's a lot of buzz for Trump uh, as speaker. So uh, it's interesting, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, yet to hear that talk about on the uh, Rush Limbaugh program or the Sean Hannity program or the Glenn Beck program, but uh, maybe they just don't have the staff to find a story like this, Sam. I mean, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is on Liberty Roundtable Live. And odds are increasing for Donald Trump to become U.S. House Speaker. Conservative voter turnout would be through the roof, writes Bob Onra. And he's absolutely right as rain. By the way, last story of the hour crime surges as progressive policies gain ground. Yep, the 2021 crime statistics are in, ladies and gentlemen. And the news is not good in almost every category. Violent crime across America, in urban America, it's rising, folks. Pray and work towards peace, would you please? We're all all God's children. Let's behave like it, please. Thanks for being alongside with the ride. For Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.